Hey, I'm Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. Welcome to another installment of Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. I am Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. Bitch, I think I want to begin the podcast with some words. Bitch, bitch, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Bitch, vagina, breast. (laughs) Pussy butthole, fuck, bitch, dick. What is going on, ho? So, t- we're, th- we're recording today, and we're recording on the day after the election. Right now, it's, it's 7 o'clock on, on a Wednesday, and Biden is in the lead. We're still waiting for the, the people to confirm Arizona and Nevada, hopefully blue. And once that happens, we will be at 271 over the 270 threshold. And hopefully Biden can be declared the winner of this election. And this nightmare can come to an end. Because, bitch, I can't take no more. Now, why is... Because now, um, the sum... Now, let me just... I just noticed that Arizona on... on We're looking at... We're currently using the NBC exit polls, guys, to kind of guide our commentary today. And I'm noticing that on here, they... um. They're showing that Arizona is not blue, whereas on Associated Press, they show that Arizona is Biden already. I don't know what's going on with ABC. Clearly, as as I'm looking at, or as we're looking at the percentage, Biden has a 51% lead in the votes. Trump has a 4.7 lead in 86 percent of the votes are in so like i i don't know what's going on but i feel comfortable enough with arizona to say that this this could potentially go our way definitely i feel the same um just to verify what i'm saying i'm gonna go to ap really fast because i really it's so funny how they how each one calls it a different way but from what from the from the numbers I looked at, it looked like after we won Michigan now, that and I say we because I am a proud Democrat in this election. And um, but anyway, um, I, I think after Biden won Michigan, to my understanding, Georgia, North Carolina, all those other states become a non-factor mathematically. All he has to do is win six more votes, which would be Nevada. So but he has to also have Arizona. And I, I thought Arizona was a shoe in So that's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, you hear me asking if that's the thing. Because I thought they had already, I thought they had already called Arizona. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, the AP is calling it that, um, that it's 264 to 214. And they're, cl- they're already calling Arizona as Joe Biden. Okay, well, we just need Nevada to, um, so it's just it six votes, vote. six electoral college votes, and that's Nevada for the win. 
so I, I like I'm really ready for this election to be over like this like the amount so yesterday at my job we have a department that's specifically dedicated to protecting the vote and election protection and I volunteer I mistakenly volunteered looking back I wish I wouldn't have done it I just wish I would have took the day off because I, I started at eight by four or five p.m. I I I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it no more. Like I wanted to disassociate. I stopped responding to emails. I turned everything off. I, I was cooking. I made some pot roast yesterday all throughout the day because I knew whatever happened, I wanted to eat good. And I just turned on my Netflix and I was watching movies until like um, one or two in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, it was too. It's too much. Like it's too much, but it's you know it's it's a lot for us because our shit is real out here for us. Yeah, and we literally can't survive another four years of Trump. We just cannot. And that's why this is so. Uh, today for me is such a. Um, it's it's it. There's a. It's a very very sweet day. There's bitterness, but there's a very sweet day. Um, we'll talk a little bit about my bitterness later, but. Uh, right now is sweet for me because I, as a resident of Georgia, never thought that I would see. So the last time Georgia voted blue in an election was 1992 for Bill Clinton. And that's kind of when he was running low key, the, the hard on crime um, platform. So it really wasn't a, a very particularly liberal Democratic election in which the South went to him. What is very interesting is that right now inside in Georgia, um, there is with 97% reporting, it is 48.8% Biden, 50% Trump. And the margin is less than 60,000 votes. And they're still counting Fulton County um, and Fulton County's absentee ballots. And Fulton County is one of our largest, uh, for those of you who don't know, that is Atlanta, Atlanta. That's downtown, that's the most conservative, that's all the HBCUs, all of the colleges, all of the neighborhoods, that's everybody. So Fulton County, their absentee ballots are what is left to be counted in. So this is just such an exciting moment for me, just as a Georgia person, because it is not beyond the realm of possibility that Georgia could swing. And it's never been this way before, and I'm just excited. I'm proud of my county. Um, 81 point, well, last I looked, it was like 80 something percent of my county, or yeah, voted for Trump. Almost 90 percent had voted for Trump. And that was just very refreshing or whatever, because it just made me realize that we did what we said we were going to do. All of the get out the vote, all that bugging on my fucking phone, all of that wasn't in vain, you know? Uh, so before we get to the whole, the the horrible, before we get to the and I hope Georgia turns blue too, because that'll give me a, an incentive to move down there if we're still in quarantine season. I thought it was going to be Texas, honey, but um, it's the all of them cities in Texas it still wasn't enough. But um, maybe may, maybe maybe in another four years it might turn blue. Hope it's still alive. But before we get to the bad stuff. Let's just get let's just give ourselves a pat on the back for showing out and showing the fuck up, bitch. Ooh, so, yes. What were you telling me about the the turnout for this election overall? So overall, this election, um, 
so this is the first time we've had this voter turnout where almost 67% of the, of the population voted. And this was the largest turnout we've ever had since the year 1900, making it 120 years since America has been this participatory in the election process. So I just want to give everybody just a huge, 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 huge round of applause, kisses, titty shakes, all that, because this is amazing. Like, we cannot say, sis, that we did not do it. Like, regardless of what happened in this election, the get out the vote campaign fucking worked. And um, that is just so exciting. And that's as reported by CNN. And I'm just, I'm just, this moment in history is amazing because even more so than Barack, both terms, we showed the fuck up. And I'm <laughs> now, it should not be this close. Because we this many of us showed the fuck to, up. We gonna get to it. We gonna get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we showed up. It's Y'all cool. niggas exercised your rights. We'll talk about how you used your rights later, bitch. <laughs> it's it's cute how now the the Trump administration is how because Trump is losing. Fox has take Fox News. I'm on Fox News's website now. They've mm-hmm. taken down a little interactive mat. And put on this little, this little static map that can't when you. <laughs> it's like why is it not why is it not updating in real time? This thing. <laughs> because this is the dawn of a new era, bitch, and them people is over it. And even a shout out to what's happening in the Senate, even like the idea that the idea that we're so tied up right now that if by by chance. Biden and them become the presumptive nominee, then um, Kamala would be the head of the Senate, would be, you know, the tie-breaking vote of the Senate. And we would only need, I think it's like three seats. That is just fun. And, and in Georgia, one of them is a really close election between David Perdue and um, John Ossoff. And then the other one is a motherfucking um, a runoff already. So it's just, we already know that's going to be a runoff. So that we there's an opportunity still to make moves in the Senate, so let's not forget that those elections also matter. So I guess now that Michigan has been declared one by Biden, Trump is filing a lawsuit. But some some interesting information I learned today is that if an election is to be contested, the actual governor of the state has to sue to get a recount started. And in Michigan in particularly, this is the same government that one one of them white militias tried to was tried to t- terror terrorists tried to kill her, right? Right. They were trying to kidnap her. I don't <laughs> I don't I'm think not he, laughing at the kidnapping. I'm laughing at now. That's the girl you're gonna have to hedge your bets on. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think she's gonna be on your side. <laughs> oh, honey, if I were her, bitch, I would have my rollers in right now for this press conference, bitch. <laughs> my rollers would be glued to my scalp, bitch. I would have them rollers set in from last night, bitch, because I wouldn't. Because now that we see how it's gonna go, and it's like, girl, so you want me to sue? <laughs> Bitch, I you gonna have to go around me, bitch, because <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it, bitch. Because I don't even like the way your people handle me. I trust the election process in our state. I don't believe that there's any valid claims to suggest that there's any type of baby. And her roller set better be done, bitch. Because <laughs> girl, she can see this one coming. <laughs> um, and also before we get started, let's give a shout out to. 
Sarah McBride. She is the first trans person yes. to be elected to a state senate. Apparently, the first trans person to she's the trans person that occupies the highest office in the land for you know for her level. So let's give a congratulations to her. Yeah, shout out to her for doing that in Delaware. And I'm I pray that this is inspiration for all of the other trans people that want to run for office. You can do it. There is a place for us. There's room for all of us. And I just hope and pray that our people are inspired to really get out there, live authentically in their their truth and get their things. I also want to give a shout out to my hometown, Baltimore, Maryland, for electing Brandon Scott. Uh, he's the mayor-elect of Baltimore City. He is a 36-year-old young man. I don't know him personally, but I, he's been on the city council forever. And when he first came on the city council, I think he was like in his early 20s, and he was like one of the youngest people on Baltimore City Council. And I remember when me and my mom was still talking, I was really encouraging her to vote for him because Baltimore City, it just, it needs new blood. It needs new blood. I truly wish him the best in his in his tenure as mayor. I hope he's able to really breathe new life into the city and bring new energy into the city because anybody that's from Baltimore, Baltimore politics, it's, it's just always some tea and it's always a dark cloud over Baltimore city politics, especially when it comes to the mayor and all of the scandals that we have had. So I just hope that Brandon can turn the, turn Baltimore city in a new direction. I like that he's, he's put in his work and he's just not some new person that just came off the scene. Like he's been around, he's credible, even though he did graduate from Marvo. And he didn't graduate. What's that shame? So Marvo is a high school in Baltimore City. It's actually right up the street from my high school, Baltimore City College, aka oh, City. Okay. But Marvo, the Marvo Mustangs, they're like one of the big trade schools. In Are they your rivals, sis? Well, no, they're not our rival. City's rival is um Poly, Baltimore Polytechnic Institute. But you know, girls that go to Marvo, they just they just have this air about them, and it's just like it's okay for you girls. But no, in all love, I love to see it when when we win. I just wanted to shout him out because he does go to Marvo, and I know that people that graduate <laughs> from Marvo have pride. So, you know, just just want to shine some light, but shout out to him. Shout out to all of the black LGBT people that have been nominated, that have won their elections for U.S. Senate seats, for various state seats, being like some of the first black LGBT people or LGBT people, LGBT people period, nominated to office. So with all of the foolishness going on, like... Is real like we are really planting some seeds to really get out there and to really create foundations. And I'm just on that end, I'm really excited for the girls coming uh, and busting through and really showing folks that you can be out and you can be successful. Mm. Because for so long, people have told us in order to be successful, in order to get to to where they are, to get what they have, have we have to lie about who we are to ascend and to make a difference and for people to want to get behind us. Mm. And now that we know that that's not true. 
Exactly. I live love that we live in a time where uh, Andrew Gillum can't happen again. Right. No shade to him. Just saying the idea that we live in a world where his bisexuality was something that he couldn't just be. And he, and we, it had, it took a scandal for him to have to, have, for him to be drug out of the closet proverbially into some shady shit. And I'm glad that we live in a world now where more of these, particularly black politicians, I know how hard it is to be LGBT and black. So particularly for our black politicians that are choosing to take the risk to be under that public scrutiny, knowing that your own people may not support you and you still ran anyway, shout out to you because I know that's got to be very difficult. <sighs> okay, we 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 did the good stuff. We, yeah, we, girl. We're going to, we're going to heaven. <laughs> Let's get to the foolishness. So yeah. for today's episode, we really don't. It's going to be very election based. We don't really have a formal topic. We're just going to go through the exit polls and just read some of the just read some of the statistics from the exit polls, so we can really get an idea of who voted why they voted, what matters to, to these people, have anything changed, just so we can just start conversations and possibly come up with solutions going forward, and especially for like the 2024 election. So what is the exit poll? So basically exit poll, let me, let me pull up a formal definition. But typically w- when elections are over, there's polling there there is polling that takes place so you can really get a snapshot of or like a demographic breakdown of who people voted for uh, based on various factors just so you can have talking points so you can do predictions and do analysis do statistics so you can judge how well a campaign was ran what were some of the flaws in the campaign? What are some of the other things that we need to change moving forward? So a formal definition, an election exit poll is a poll of voters taken immediately after they have exited the polling stations. A similar poll conducted before actual voters have voted is an entrance poll. Pollsters, usually private companies working for newspapers or broadcasters, conduct exit polls to gain an early indication as to how an election has turned out. As in many elections, the actual result may take hours or even months to count. So basically, exit polls are used to collect demographic data about voters and find out why they voted as they did. So, (laughs) like I said, we're still waiting on some states, but a large sample of exit polls have been collected from the states that have already declared. So we're just going to go, we're just going to go through and let the conversation happen organically. And I know I have some personal narratives that I will bring up when the, when the right question comes up. So let's start here. So the, for the first question, are you male or female right now is showing that 49% of males voted for Donald Trump, 48% of males voted for Joe Biden, and for females, 43% of females voted for Donald Trump, while 56% of females voted for Joe Biden. So really pause right there. Shout out to women. I I just want to start with the positive. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to women. Um, It looks like 
you know, um, more than not, most of us understood that our reproductive rights were on the line. I think um, a lot of the messaging around protecting our reproductive rights as women, protecting for those of us that are trans women, protecting our rights, the way that they were going to use pre-existing conditions, how that would affect our families, the the lack of the, the lack of concern for women's health care. I think all of those things played a part in this. The fear that mothers and those of us that have children, chosen or not, feel around uh, the safety of our children in this world, immigration, all of that stuff, I think, really hit to the heart of women. So shout out to women. Men, I'm not surprised, what but I am this? proud to see how divided this country is, even just right there. M- most of the men in this country were along two lines. It was either one or the other. That's what I see when I see 49, 48%, and then the rest of that, there's the margin of error and then the zero point whatever percent for the other candidates. So that lets me know right there that we're already extremely, extremely um, polarized as a country. Right. So next question. So 55%, uh, oh, Lord, 55%, what am I thinking? 57% of white people voted for Trump overall, while 42% of white people voted for Joe Biden. For Black people, 12% of Black people voted for Donald Trump, while 87% of Black people overall voted for Joe Biden. And for Hispanic or Latinx people, of Latinx people overall voted for Donald Trump, while 66% of Latinx people voted for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And mind you, over the overall voting, white people constituted 65% of overall voters, Black people constituted 12% of overall voters, and Latinx people constituted 13% of overall voters, with Asian people being the 3%, and then 6% for other. Which now I think going forward, they need to further define that bitch because we need yes. to know. We need to know, bitch. We need to that's, know those others. That's a lot. That's a whole 6% of the population and other bitch. Right. You need to know. Who are the fuck are the others, bitch? That's a lot of people. 6% of 300 and something million, bitch. Right. That's a lot of people. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, okay. So, sis, do you want to give your? I'm mean, yeah, yeah. Go, you go. Or I want me to start because I want to start positive and then we can slam in. Okay, start positive. Okay. So, what I hear from what the numbers Brianna just gave. So, shout out to minorities as a whole. As a whole. Most of us did the right percentage with 87% of black folks, 66% of Hispanic folks, 63% of Asian folks, and the others. We all decided collectively we were going to do the right thing. So I'm going to give, in aggregate, uh, a round of applause to all of us as minorities. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, We knew it was on the line. We knew, we knew. And the race baiting, and this is indicative of the race baiting, the the failure to 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 failure to denounce white supremacy, the way that civil liberties have been attacked, the protests this year, Black Lives Mattering, Breonna Taylor, all of these things contributed to George Floyd. All of these things contributed to, I believe, 
minorities as a whole feeling like they don't feel safe under this man. So in the spirit of being positive, I want to say shout out to minorities for that. Now, white. I am not surprised that <laughs> white people... <laughs> Bitch, just the way you say it, white bitch. The way you say it. <laughs> and girl, you know my spirit said it with a YT bitch. <laughs> now, white people, um, I love y'all down. But I'm actually not surprised that it went strongly, heavily, 57% Trump. That lets you also know how divided we are on racial lines. 65% of voters majority voted for Trump. Right. Now, that is intense. That is intense. That lets us know white people, this is really a racially racially divided, very polarized environment because we, those of us that know, that have observed, that have eyes and a heart that's open, you know that this man is a white supremacist. We know that he's fucked bad against Muslims. We know that he's done Muslim bans. We know that he's put his, um, Latinx children in cages. We know that he's, you he's know, called- He's riots against the black people. Yes, he's incited riots against black people. He's defended terrorism. He's failed to condemn acts of violence. He's, I mean, it's all, everything that you can do to act to shithole countries. He's called countries of, of, of African descent, shithole countries. Like, let's just put it all out there. This man is a white supremacist. It's not confusing. That is on his face. Look through his tweets where he called pe- white, um, people monkeys, the birther um, arguments, all the way back to him wanting to see those innocent um, boys from the Central Park raping allegations, him wanting to see them killed and taking out a full page ad for it. This man is a racist and a white supremacist. So when you look at 57% of white people, and that's 65% of the overall people that voted. So uh, a, a large majority. A large majority of people that voted, voted for this man along racial lines. V- white people voting for him and black, Hispanic, and Asians binding together along with the general female voter, some of the more liberal female voters all getting together. To th- That is the reason why we're this close. So that's why I say shout out to all of us as a group because all minorities really did show out in this election because white people in general, so now some of you girls get to call yourself a minority because you're a woman, but let's talk about your whiteness now. White women Y'all need to do better. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. (laughs) So when we look at age demographics, right? So 18 to 19-year-olds, which represented 17% of the voters so far, Mm -hmm. 35% of them voted for Trump, while 62% of them voted for Joe Biden. Oh, wow. So, bitch. I know the Republicans are scared, (laughs) Because they have lost the grip, bitch. Yeah, and it's their only babies, going, their children. They are not. Youth are only going to be more diverse as they come, they come of age to vote. So like, the age of republicanism is over anyway, y'all. This is eighteen to twenty nine. These are the kids, the kids that are going to vote the longest. <laughs> so thirty, so thirty to forty four year olds, which that's the bracket we represent, who are twenty four percent of the vote so far. of them voted for Donald Trump, while 52% of them voted for Joe Biden. Right. 
45-year-olds to 64-year-olds who represent 38% of the vote. 49 percent voted for Donald Trump, while 50 percent voted for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And the last group, 65 and older, which represented 22 percent of the vote, which is next to the least. 51 um, percent voted for Donald Trump, while 48 percent voted for Joe Biden. Okay, so these numbers here, sis, paint a very interesting picture. So what you actually are seeing is the changing of America's dynamic. And my sister hinted at that briefly. You're seeing how America is becoming skewed along class lines, along social justice lines, along race lines, but also you're really getting to see how the different generations are perceiving the world differently and the issues differently. So the 18 to 29 group, they were the most concerned about the environment. They were the most concerned about social justice um, disparities. Those were the people that were out protesting. So now these kids have been activated at a very young age to learn that they have to use their civil their civil liberties to protest. They're trying to use all it. So these are the people that have already, these are the young babies that at a young age have already exerted their, their, free, speech, second, their, their free speech rights over and over and over again. And so they've gotten used to advocating for themselves and they don't like the fact that there's an old guard of people trying to harken back to an America that never existed. See, these kids have the internet and they're connected and they're engaged and they were frightened about their schools getting shot up and this president did nothing about it. So now they're voting and they're voting how you would expect. Right. No, seeing this, especially for the youth, it just makes me so happy. And just to see this wide margin, mm-hmm. like it just makes me happy. I feel like for the thirty to forty-four, and particularly the the forty-five to sixty-four, I'll be interested to see how this changes in twenty-four. Whether the 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 gap widens or whether the margin gets tighter, I feel well, like as we get deeper and deeper into this movement white folks in particular because we don't know the racial demographic along these age lines but i feel like white folks in particular you're either going to reckon with your your privilege and white supremacy and change it or you're just going to fall into the comfort of protection by supporting our white supremacists well let me tell you something i found very interesting so what i really what you all what you also see in these numbers is how class and status begin to start affecting your perspective on things. So when you look at the 30 to 44 year olds, you see that you already start to seeing that widening gap from 18 to 29 coming in significantly to Trump voters being at um, 40, excuse me, I'm sorry, 45% versus um, 52% versus that same age group voting 52% for Biden. So it's still swinging to Biden for the 30 to 44 age group. But what you're now starting to witness is now you have status of life making decisions. So now you have people that are homeowners moved into the suburbs. They have student loans or they, no, 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 no. Let me not even say those folks. Cause those are the folks, those are the folks that probably are voting for Biden. But now you're starting to have more folks getting to places in their career where they starting to acquire things. They're entering into different tax brackets, 30 to 44. Most people have bought a home if they're going to buy one or that, you know, they're starting their families, they're married, they're doing things. And that age group is where you start to see 
the haves and the have-nots be very, very prominent. If you really think about it, most people in their 20s are living off the income and the wealth of, or the support of other people. Everybody's kind of in a similar strata if you really talk about what they bring in. But when you get to 30 to 44, that's when careers have kicked in. By the time you're 44 years old, you're looking at retirement. So then you, have, you might have savings and all this money, and those people tend to vote. Unfortunately, you start having more people voting Republican physically, meaning financially, because they want to protect their assets. And they're afraid of sharing the, the American dream that they got with somebody else. Now, when you get to the 45 to 64 age group, as you see that, that that's where the battle is. So now what I found very refreshing was these are essentially a lot of, a lot of people's parents. These are the generation where they are, they are coming out of work or they're in the height of their career in their mid forties. These are the movers and shakers. These are the power players. These are, these aren't just like, up, you know, general management. This is like where you start getting to middle and upper level management. This is where you start getting into firms, where you start getting into partners and people that have been established in their career. These are judges. These are, so what I found, these are the really the, the decision makers. And what I find very interesting is, is that is where the battle is. And that shows you just how tight our country is that at the decision-making level, which is 45 to 64, these are politicians. These are, you know, leaders of industry, business owners, 49, 50%. So it's 49% for Donald Trump, 50% for Biden. So Biden is narrowly eking it out, but it's so close that that just shows you how polarized our country is, not just along race lines, but also age-wise as people progressing in life. I find it very interesting. It's, it's actually refreshing that that age group is as divided as it is, but it just shows you how tight it is also. And then 65 and older, I thought that that would go majority by far to Trump. So I'm at, but I think his failure to to really move like he should with COVID made him lose a lot of the older folks. Well, I think a lot of the older folks may have passed too. Well, they're constantly passing, but this time at I a know, faster rate. Right, but I think COVID might have kept. I, I I think COVID really probably limited some of those some of those, in, particularly in some of these rural places where where he already advised his people not to do the mail in vote. See, this is the shade. He advised, he advised his people to not do the mail-in vote, which is why everyone's so optimistic that with the mail-in votes, it's going to sway the election this time in Michigan and in Nevada and Georgia and in North Carolina, a lot in Pennsylvania, a lot of these battleground states. The reason why we're so excited is because the, the Democrats were encouraging their people to mail in and to vote early. Whereas, and, you know, and you know black people like mailing and stuff. I mean, bitch, you know, we get excited about putting something in the Girl, mail. a publisher's clearinghouse or whatever. <laughs> but, but what's interesting is, is that Trump discouraged his voters. So now you're seeing that, and particularly with those old people who are not supposed to be outside, that's why it's so tight for them, I believe, also. Because COVID has really affected the way they're able to vote. So moving on to the next question, uh, what is your level of education? So uh, 44% of voters 40, who are college graduates, 42% voted for Donald Trump, while 55% voted for Joseph, Joe Biden. 
And a 56% um, of people who don't have a college degree, 49% voted for Donald Trump, while 40, another 49% voted for Joe Biden. So that was split down the middle. Yes. That's it. That's interesting. Now, that says a lot. So the college graduate part, to me, indicates most college-educated folks, no shade, we understood what was at play here. These are the people that are more likely to understand the democratic process, to understand how to engage government. These are the people that are more likely to have the best, most informed information because they have been taught through their schooling to research with multiple sources. They know how to identify a valid source of news versus a fake source because we've had to practice that through our schooling and the way academia requires that you learn how to discern such things. And so these are the most informed group of people, um, not necessarily saying that they're always gonna be the most liberal, because usually those people can be conservative, because again, that goes back to what I was saying about those ages, 30 to 44. Usually by the time college graduates get into their career, they start to turn conservative. But interestingly enough, college graduates now went overwhelmingly to Biden. And I just think that's just purely when you know better, you do better. And then the non-college educated folks, these are the people that are going to be most susceptible to the propaganda. These are the people I, that believe, eh, not, not shading anyone, but these are the people that are more likely, if you're not seeking the personal enrichment yourself, these are the people that are more likely to, be, you know, kind of go off of the social media responses that kind of can be more susceptible to the ads these are the people that really where the propaganda game is played majority of the country so this is no shade majority of the country are in this section right but what you're actually seeing is majority of the country is so finely split that we can't even say 50 50 like it's so narrow that 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 it, that that just goes to show you just how separated we are. It is literally brother against brother, sister against sister, mother against children, grandparents against everybody, bitch. Like <laughs> it's really a very divided time. And what you find is, is that people who are more who who have been given more training in how to get better information tend to make more informed decisions. And that's what you're seeing here with college graduate. Not that that means that they know more, but a lot of times you do know how to get information that is more accurate than someone that may not have gone into that secondary level of education to know what an empirical source is versus a non-empirical. I think my interpretation specifically of the no college degree one is that you literally, like it's, it's based on perspective. I, I'm willing to assume that the no college degree um, people they they need they needed help or they needed assistance during a, a chaotic time. Uh-huh. And the people that voted for Trump they need they need power. They need domination during a chaotic time. True, and because, because I'm willing to assume that most of the most too. Yeah, and I'm willing to assume that most of these people are working class uh-huh. people. And we all hurting right now. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, these are the people that the Democratic Party failed the most in their propaganda, in their um, marketing for their campaign. They did a really poor job of appealing 
beyond the heightened hyper hyper political um kind of intelligentsia nose in the sky rhetoric that we're better than him they did not do enough to let these people know the people that ain't got highfalutin degrees know what the fuck y'all did for us these are the people these are the people that needed to know why medicare for all benefited them instead of you just arguing about your plan versus versus elizabeth warren's versus this other person's and y'all arguing over line exemptions and shit like we, they, the 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 democratic party particularly minorities particularly the people that aren't going to know what the fuck you're talking about in a lot of these debates they were frustrated as fuck by how much infighting there was in the democratic party leading into this election and i just want to put that out there into the space the democratic party particularly because i think they're going to win and i pray that they do needs to do a lot better in this next administration in making sure that the populace is educated about what the fuck they're doing and not just even in the administration, just period. Like I want period. a more, I want a more radical democratic party. For I real. want a more radical democratic party that communicates that. And that's a that's one complaint that I see, especially amongst like black journalists or black people with platforms, is that you try to reach out to Democrats and it's like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. But then they expect you to vote for them. And I just I want a more radical more grassroots democratic party i i feel like uh democrats too are affected by classism and elitism and they're so reliant on these systems that they got their nose in the sky and th- while you got your nose in the sky you're you're losing numbers little by little each election cycle until the point and then you don't realize it until it becomes a problem once it's gone and let's be transparent Many of many of the people that are making these um, decisions are uninformed, but they don't mean that it doesn't mean that they because I feel like the Democratic Party thinks that it's they need to continue to be establishment business as usual, you know, whereas Trump ran under the drain, the swamp rhetoric. And I think that the I think that the Democrats honestly think we want things restored back to how they were. No, I don't think that they I think that they're really underestimating the way that we want to dismantle the systems of oppression. I don't I think that they're sleeping on the fact that the reason why a lot of black men, even though we're going to get to them later, what the reason why a lot of black people in general were disfranchised was really because we don't want business as usual. And y'all are telling the world after Trump gets out, we can restore ourselves back to what it was. And it's like, sis, we don't want that either. We need but something. Now we see that with some bullshit. Right. And I think, you know, when Biden gets in, that administration is going to gag. And I know all the girls are going to run over there and try to get jobs. No, I'm fine just where I'm at. So I can always be in a position to critique and to push harder so we can get something more radical. We don't we don't need this establishment bullshit. It's not working for me. Well, I'm going to reserve my um, denial of a position until I figure out what's on the table. (laughs) I'm I'm speaking for myself because I don't want to, I don't want my voice to be bought and I need to be in a position to say no, no. And I don't want to, I, bitch, I'm very Shirley Chisholm about the situation. I want to go all the way. And And I I feel you a thousand percent, girl. Yeah. And I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in the same situation four years from now. I don't. I don't either. And um, what I'm hoping 
what I'm hoping is is that once this a whole election drama kind of settles, and when Biden and Kamala Harris take office, I'm what I'm hoping is that they will to because I hope that they realize that to prevent the uh, the inevitable race war, okay. <laughs> that they are open and engaging and they learn that they that you can't pretend like there's not a problem. You're going to have to explain yourself for things and work make work and make active steps to make sure that you're putting in place cuz we just saw this motherfucker wield these powers out of control. So don't you get in there and try to not wield the powers. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like if you're going to lean in, lean the fuck all the way in. So th- this is where we start to jump the shark, honey. Okay, next question. Are you gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender? So, uh, um, seven, so seven percent of the voters voted yes out of the whole sample. Out of that seven percent, 28 percent of those folks voted for Donald Trump, while 61 percent of those people, same people voted for Joe Biden. And then a large, overwhelming majority of people said no, which is probably a lie. But Well, girl, that's what I was gagging at. Said, <laughs> like, that's why that, I laughed when you said only 7% that, that's of voters. a lie, bitch. Bitch, that, who's going to stand outside the polls and announce that? Right, but if you, we we know that's a lie. We know it's a lot of people that hide and suspect this girl. There's no way 93% of y'all are quote oh, let's be real sis who was going to give to a poll worker standing outside collecting an exit poll all of that tea bitch i'm not even telling you i'm trans on the way out sis bye <laughs> like girl but for all of <laughs> for all intents and purposes 93 percent um overall answer no with the asterisks on the side and of those no's 48% of those people voted for Trump, Donald Trump, while 50% of those people voted for Joe Biden. Now, so, gay people, I just want y'all to know, your whiteness is not going to, still not going to get you, it's not going to keep you, you and your lover from having to deal with the same shit. It was just a waste of a vote. It was, it's a waste. It was a waste. Um, you know, it's just the same way as I feel about other groups that did the stupid thing. You do you. That's cute. Um, we skipped the Hispanics earlier when we were talking about, but we can double back when we get. Well, back we, I I think it really matters when we get to the the like the race slash gender. Right, right. Because we got we got to read for you a few a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so big yeah. So shout out to the LGBT community. You you by and large majority overwhelmingly. We realized that we had to be on the right side of justice here, the right side of history. Yeah, it's just no other choice, bitch. Like there there is literally no place for us in the Donald Trump administration. Even if you support him, bitch, there's no place for you. And so, and for the twenty-eight percent, we know it was just white men. And and good luck to you girls. (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you girls. Um you know, yeah, good luck to you girls. Do what do whatever y'all want to do. But because you're doing it anyway. Right. This 93% no, I, like I said, it's an asterisk by this. A huge asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even demographically represent. Like, no, like, no, no. Like, if anything, girl, it should give like a 48, like 
50, 48% no, 50% yes, bitch. Exactly. Like, the, it should, it, what this, this thing here of the 7%, this lets me know that they didn't have the right group of pollsters out there to get extract the right information. They had some cishet men out, white men standing in front of these polls asking people, are you gay, bisexual, lesbian, or transgender? And everybody fucking said no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Like they didn't, they it, however they acquired this information, you can feel that they missed a lot of folks. Oh, let's do this. Um, let's wait, do- wait, wait, scroll back up really fast. Sis. Can we do the white and born again Christians? I just want people to know. I want to read the Christians really quickly. Okay, so the next question Are you a white evangelical or white born again Christian? So, of 27%. Of voters who, twenty-seven percent of voters who identify as white evangelical or white born again Christian, seventy-six percent of them overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump, while twenty-three percent of them voted for Joe Biden, and seventy-three percent represents the other sample population. So thirty-seven percent of that seventy-three percent voted for Donald Trump while overwhelmingly 60% voted for Joe Biden. Now, let me just put into the space just the racism of this question and the way that they answered it. So at first, I wanted to read the question, and as you were reading it, are you a white evangelical or white born-again Christian? And then everybody else is just others, bitch. Like, I'm going to need a more in-depth racial, I mean, um, uh, ethnic break, I mean, um, racial, I mean, religious breakdown in this. But I'm glad that it clearly communicates the obvious, which is that white Christians don't really believe in the same God they say they do. Because there are the contradictions. I'm not even, I don't even have to read this man. Google him. Google Donald Trump controversy. And you see if that's a man you want to stand next to. That's all I have to say, Christians. Particularly the white Jesus one. God bless you. But now everybody else pretty much went to Trump when we went to Biden, excuse me, which is expected. But I just wanted to point that out really fast. I see you, girl, and you were, and we don't use you. <laughs> that's, how, that's why white Jesus went out of style. He doesn't work for us. <laughs> so next question. What was your total family income in 2019? So... of voters uh, make under $50,000, and of that sample set, 42% voted for Donald Trump, delusional, while 57% voted for Joe Biden. So 38% of the sample set has an income of $50,000 to $99,000. 43% of those people voted for Donald Trump (coughs) versus 56% of people who voted for Joe Biden. Now, people who make a thousand dollars or more represented twenty-eight percent of people say fifty-four percent of them voted for Donald Trump, while forty-three percent of them voted for Joe Biden. Already, what we're seeing again, class manifesting before our very motherfucking eyes. Poor people. I'm disappointed that it wasn't more. It should have been more of eighty percent Biden, if we're really being fair. I mean, if we're if you really were concerned about your own issues, but it just goes to show again, like what I was saying about because you know, unfortunately, you know, job access, working class folks don't oftentimes have access to, you know, jobs without a college education. So then it manifests here in that you're seeing 
you know, a lot of our, you know, frontline workers, a lot of cashiers, a lot of work, workers that do a lot of the working class jobs, a lot of those folks, they were susceptible. And, it, and even though majority of them, and a, and a nice majority, did vote for Biden, that, that shout out to the Biden, or at least, I, I want to give it to the Biden campaign, but I just think America was terrified, bitch. And finally, I feel like poor folks was like, yeah, we're going to try to do the right thing. And I believe that 42% is probably the white people. Bitch. And that's, prob- that's probably around race lines, no shade. Because there oh. will be no advantage for anybody that poor to be voting for him. Bitch, if they ask this question and they, what was your total income in 2020, bitch? Overwhelmingly, bitch, the large part of the, the pie will be 35% of voters, bitch. And I'm sure that this margin will be like greater for the, un- the under 50K um, crew. Oh, yeah. Now, bitch, if the election was in 2021 instead of 2020, bitch, and they were saying, what was your total family income in 2020? Girl, it would gag everybody who would be in these other groups. Right. It would give 67% of <laughs> under 30,000 to 50,000, bitch. Because right. like, you got to say it, because now you done got your little PPP, bitch. Your little, yeah, you done got your little money, girl. So you, you can't claim more now, bitch, because you'll be fucked. Right. It, it's, just, it's just like. <laughs> So many people, so many of us will be in a situation because how COVID has literally, people have been getting fired left and right. People are losing business. Hundreds of thousands of unemployment. Right. So, well, it's good to know that now, even under this bracket, that more people were voting for Biden. But it's not shocking that people that who make 100K or more felt like they had to vote for Donald Trump to gain taxes which also black people remember that that's who ice cube is remember that that's who little wayne is remember that that's who curtis aka western fry now that is his new name to me who lil wayne lil west lil western fry because this is Yes, a little Western Fry, um, 50 Cent, all these folks, the people that actually supported Trump, those major black men that y'all put on such a high level, they did that for money. And if you really understand Trump's tax, Trump's tax policies, he wanted to make sure that they paid almost nothing. And and, and in their selfishness, they gave no, no fuck about the foot on your neck. The, the the foot on the neck of the of your of the brothers in their community that are suffering under police brutality brutality that the, that the president won't deny like y'all have to look deeper than the surface and realize uh, if most of the people that make over a hundred thousand dollars voted for Trump and we know why we know why now we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes ladies and gentlemen take it away Bree <laughs> okay. So let's just get to it. <laughs> let's just get to it. So the, when, the question, what is your gender and or racial heritage? So 30%, 32% of voters were white men. 58% voted for Donald Trump, while 40% voted for Joe Biden. This is not shocking. Mm-hmm. 33% of voters are white women of which 54% voted for Donald Trump and 43% voted for Joe Biden. Not shocking. And um, once we get into the analysis, I'm going to try to find the comparisons to the 2016 election. But back to the answers. 5% of the voters are Black men. 18% voted for Donald Trump, 
while 80% voted for Joe Biden. 7% are black women. That Eight- number is steady rising also, sis, by the way. That number was lower earlier, but go ahead. <laughs> lower oh. meaning we're losing Biden. More black men are, as they're counting the votes, it's, the margin is increasing for Trump for black men. Just want to point that out. But go ahead. So 7% of black women, 8% 8 of them voted for Donald Trump, while 91% of them voted for Joe Biden. 6% As expected. 6% of Latinx men, 36% voted for Donald Trump, while 61% voted for Joe Biden. Uh, 8% of Latinx women, 28% voted for Donald Trump, while 70% voted for Joe Biden. And all other races, which <laughs> constituted nine percent, thirty, which they kind of need to break that down because oh, really, girl, that's why I keyed again. <laughs> like y'all, that's so fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> nine percent is actually a lot in in reference to this this um, this question. But anyway, uh, we're talking about sixty seven percent of three hundred million people voted. Okay, bitch. Five percent of—I mean, excuse me—nine percent of that number, ten percent of all who voted, bitch. And y'all gonna say other, right? So of the nine percent, thirty-seven percent voted for Donald Trump, while sixty percent voted for Joe Biden. Wow. So, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So, let me just get into the analysis of the fuckery. So, um, black men, um. As much as I really, really want to ride with you, we have to understand that there's only so much everyone else can do for you if you're not going to do for yourself. So when we look at the data and we're looking at white, um, white, white people, we're talking. It makes sense to me that white men are at fifty-eight percent and that white women are at 55%. That makes perfect sense to me. Because by and large, in this very, very polarized election based around race lines, a lot of the hot button issues in this election were based on, unfortunately, this new social movement that's been happening in this country with black people refusing to sit and take it anymore with us being killed and repressed and denied and with LGBT folks also getting more rights and different things a lot of white remember we talk about white evangelical folks 76 percent of them voted for trump so i knew that when it came down to the white part i was going to see majority of white people voted for trump what shocked the hell out of me now black men 81 percent of you did the right thing 80 percent of you did the right thing 18 percent of you though i am over it And here's why. He's been able to double. They literally have charts up that show that he was able to double his gain with Black men since 2016. Matter of fact, he was able to get more Black men to vote than some of these other Democratic nominees that were in the past, than people who voted for for Hillary. And I really, really need Black men to just kind of sit in the fact that there is a failing in your mind to protect yourself because this is the same man that sees you as hoodlum. This is the same man that wanted to see black men hung and killed over a crime they didn't commit. This is the same man that calls your ancestral homelands, whether it be this generation or five generations ago, 
Africa, shithole countries. This is the same man that has actively supported and spoke up for white supremacists. This is the same man that is actively supporting police and police brutality that had nothing. This is the same man that calls your black women monkeys and called your former president, uh, 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 you know, all kinds of names. And yet, black men, you have failed once again to be the leaders that you motherfucking want to be. You get mad now that Black Lives Matter no longer allows your motherfucking ass to be at the top. And you know why you can't sit at the top? Because you can't motherfucking advocate for yourself. And I'm cursing right now because when you look at what black women did, we always ride for your motherfucking asses. 91% of black women roll for y'all motherfucking asses and we always ride for you to the motherfucking wheels ride out. You don't even ride for yourself. We be 10 toes down in the ground, arguing for your black ass, wearing the t-shirts, putting money on your books, fighting the fight, standing in the street, getting, getting laughed at when we too big for wearing an I can't breathe t-shirt trying to stand with your nigga asses and then you wait till election day and you go in there and you do stupid shit like voting for Kanye motherfucking West <laughs> or, and, or, or, and, and now we're not even voting at all, bitch. And, and really putting us, or voting for Trump even worse, putting us in a situation as a people where it has to be this close. Like I said in the beginning, this was a historical turnout. When I say historical, 19 motherfucking hundred. And guess what? You niggas weren't allowed to vote back then. So let's fast forward to now. Black people have stepped into this equation and 18% of black men, now y'all only 5% of the vote, but it matters when we're talking about an election where things are being decided on precincts, where literally elections, presidential elections can be decided now on precincts. In the state of Georgia, let's, the votes that they're going to be tabulating are, that, that are going to make the difference on whether Georgia stays red or goes blue are based on voting from Fulton and DeKalb and some of these other counties that are majority, minority, very racially diverse. And a lot of black men in Atlanta in particular have the ability to vote. So now with this high concentration of black men, I am interested to see whether or not this new radical group of black men that are running the Trump, whether or not they will be the difference between our people being freer in Georgia than we've ever been and being in the land of oppression. And I just want y'all to really know that black men, y'all have to do better. If you want us to give a fuck about your situation and what's crazy is we don't have a choice not to give a fuck about you. You still are our daddies. You still are our boyfriends. You still are our fathers. You, you, I mean, you still are our um, cousins. You still are our loved ones. So we have no choice but to give a fuck about you. And like we always do, Black women being forced into a position of leadership, we hold it motherfucking down. 91% of black women in lock. Now, I'm not going to leave black women out of this because apparently he was able to gain five percentage points in black women over the last election. Now, girls, I don't know what happened. I don't know those girls. Uh, the Stacey Dashes of the world, I don't know you. I don't know you but I'm not going to acknowledge you because I still feel like anything over 90% means majority, bitch. And black men, the fact that y'all ain't majority on the program, y'all 80%, that's, that's too close to me. I feel like I don't like to see that he was able to pick up damn near 20% of black men. That's intense. So I don't know what the fuck y'all got to do, what kind of medicine y'all got to take, 
what kind of rehabilitation has to happen, what kind of enrichment courses needs to happen, what kind of propaganda, what kind of marketing y'all need. But I think Black men need to be more honest about what they actually want to see from elections because the party that's going to give them everything that they say they want, they're not voting for it. Right. It's so I just want to bring this into the room. This is in a report from NBC News, which also gave a breakdown. They said there was an unusual relationship between education and how Black men voted this year. About 26% of Black men who had a high school diploma or less supported Trump. But 22% of y'all niggas with bachelor degrees and 20% of y'all niggas with advanced degrees also supported him. Black men with some college education broke for Biden at levels compared comparable to those of black women. And I just this goes to show how all of y'all was showing y'all ass, no matter no matter whether you was the the nigga in the barbershop or the nigga with the money, with the teaching, whatever. Like a lot of y'all showed your asses to vote for Trump because you don't like how we're creating spaces for Black women and Black queer people, and we're holding y'all asses, asses accountable for how y'all treat us. And instead of rising to the occasion, you want to go vote for Trump because he signifies you being able to have access to white power. And newsflash, you'll never get it. And newsflash, you petty motherfuckers, that little petty vote you made was against yourself. So the gag is, now let's say in a, in a weird, crazy twilight zone, this man gets elected again. I'm not speaking it, and the reason why I say weird, crazy, because my team is winning, bitch, and I'm not speaking against them. But in a weird, crazy twilight zone, knocking on all the wood I have around me, bitch, if this man does get reelected, do you know what's going to happen to you? Maybe you don't know, but if you want to know, I suggest you just look at all of the programming, the laws that have been trying to be passed in the last four years that are sitting on his desk that will never get passed. And I also want you to look at a lot of his proposal and a lot, go through his campaign website and look at what he's promising his constituents and see whether or not your black ass, his protecting the suburbs campaign. I want to know that your black ass is not included in that. And I want you to know that you have set yourself up now to make it close in an election where it didn't have to be. See, the reality of it is Biden is going to win. The reason why I am sitting here frustrated as fuck today is because more than ever, our people voted, ever than ever. And with all of that voting, it's still not as far as, 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 as landslide as it was for Obama. So I don't know what the fuck your bug crawled up your ass when Obama got in office where y'all y'all got so disenfranchised. I don't know what you expected this man to do. And this is, again, back to people not being educated. What was he supposed to do with a Republican House and a Republican Senate? Nothing. He's locked up, literally. It's almost like being lamed up. And he didn't wield his powers like Trump did. And now I hope that Biden and Kamala actually take that example. And what I will say is Trump showed us just how far and extreme presidential powers are. And I hope that this current administration, in defending the democracy from what I know will be a lot of angry white folks, that they use those same energy. They keep that same energy. Y'all wanted to have fucking energy. We need to have fucking energy. If you act the fuck up, we're sending the, the military your way. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, so hopefully they use that same power. But back to the, the point at hand, 
Latinos, Latinos, Latinos. I don't know how he got y'all, but I believe it primarily is really coming along the lines of y'all think y'all white. <laughs> I was just going to say proximity of skin color. The ones from Cuba, the Cubans, the ones that from the, the Cubans in Miami and a lot of those other places, there was a real, real push because of him, them thinking that because he's cool with Putin and Putin is cool, Putin is, is, is helping prop up Cuba, the Democratic, I mean, you know, the, 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 the Republic of Cuba. Um, um, because it's propped up by Putin, a lot of people believe, a lot of Cubans are believing that Trump will institute policies that will open up Cuba for them, that will allow them to be able to, not realizing, no, the fuck he won't, because his base is the people that don't give a fuck about none of y'all brown asses, and white supremacy still lives, but they'll figure it out. Latino men and women know it was very shocking to see how many of them he was able to pull in a lot of the hot bed fighting areas with 61% of Latino men versus 36%. That is a large percentage from a man that's hard on immigration that, 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 that sees he wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a Mexican, a, a Puerto Rican, the Dominican and a, and a Cuban, if you looked them in the face. You know why? Because he's not someone that is able to see nuance because he looks at everything through the lens of white supremacy. So brown is brown to him. So shout out to the Latinos. I, I, I hope y'all do better next time. Latino women, I see what I see you, girl. And I see what you up against. And shout out to Latino women. 70%, a large proportion of Latino women voted for um, Biden. So shout out to you, girl. Shout out to all um, all the big mamas and abuelas in the world that got on the prayer flow last night and showed out whoever God you serve. Because I know that this election is only the way it is because of the the, the love, support, and the voting of Black women and Latino women and other and all the other races that they're not naming. <laughs> and, black, and Black men, that's not acting fucking stupid. And black men, that's not acting stupid because a large part. So now let's not shit on black men. Eighty percent of black men did do the right thing. I'm just mad that for the group that's the most oppressed, bitch, that that likes to say they are, that leans in the hardest. Now, even though black women, we you know we know what it is, but these black men will say that they're the most hardest oppressed and undersupported, and y'all don't support yourself the way you say you do. Right, bitch. How? How could like? How can y'all y'all be the main bitches screaming about police brutality? The main ones screaming, yet you go vote for the law and order president. Like it just makes no sense to me. It makes this man don't want to make free marijuana. He don't want to let nobody out of jail. He doesn't reform want to want to do prison reform to a lot. Like y'all's fucking asses really fell for the okie doke over some real petty, like real surface type shit. Like. That's exactly below. It is amazing how many people will. The black man will sell us up the river, bitch. Like I'm not even being funny. Looking at that number of almost twenty percent of black men voting for him, it's just it's just it's gagging. How many of our own will sell us up the river? To be petty, the key word is pet. Like y'all know, the police have no problem killing y'all or pulling y'all over or doing what. Like it's very real that you could have an interaction with a police officer and they just go left. So for What's funny is, is that y'all would, y'all would vote for the man that defended, that defended George Floyd's killers at first, 
But y'all, but y'all want, but y'all mad at Kamala Harris for having for having being a prosecutor and having a job where she put black men people in jail. So you hate black women with you hate black women. Then this is what's crazy. You hate any perceived any perceived um, unsupported black women more than you hate black men. What well, the white men that she the white men that will put you under that white men that will kill you. You are more likely both for a white man to kill you than a black woman you don't trust. And that is really scary. Somebody that you know, you were more likely sign up to get killed by somebody you know will kill you than the than than vote for a black woman who you don't think you can trust. To trust a black woman. I mean, for real. You would you would rather vote for white vote for shackles than to trust a black woman. And that's really what it boiled down to. I do believe that at Biden, to be honest, if, if he had picked unfortunately black men don't want to see a black woman ahead of them let's just keep it 100 so if he would have voted for anybody but a black woman in my opinion black men would have been more behind him but it, it makes in their mind it makes him look weak to have a black woman particularly one that in their mind in their mind is somebody that was a traitor because see, black women have black men have this real thing about riders and people riding for them, and black women knowing their place and letting them be the leader. But you've shown today we outlead you because what we did today was move in leadership, and that's why over 90% of black women voted the right way because we move in leadership. Now, if you want to usurp us, if you want to step into leadership, fucking vote for yourselves. How about that? Right, or just or just about. <laughs> Girl, you know, I struggle. I struggle with this conversation with black men as somebody that is invested in black men, and as somebody, and I know it doesn't seem like it on the surface. I really love black men, but y'all gotta stop playing this game like you don't have, you don't know that you have privilege, and you don't know that you have the way, the ways in which the subtle ways in which you can use that privilege to affect um, oppress those in your community. Like y'all gotta stop playing this game. Like it's not, y'all know damn well that giving giving attention to to black women and black queer people that is not decentering y'all or that's not taking rights away from y'all. But y'all continue to play this game at y'all expense. Like it doesn't like it doesn't hurt us when it when when y'all play these games. It hurts y'all. It hurts y'all. Y'all got y'all. Y'all don't do it quietly. Y'all be loud and ignorant and braggadocious. And then when something happens because you're black and it's going to happen, then you're going to be crying that nobody's coming to support you and nobody's coming to love. Like, and even girl, I had the girl. I I had a falling out with one of my ex pieces from Chicago. He didn't vote at all, but he insinuated that if he were to vote, that he would have voted for Trump. Now, yeah, I had to, I had to, I, yeah, playing games. Well, did you hear about Lil Wayne breaking up, Lil Wayne's girlfriend breaking up with him because he came out as a Trump supporter? Like she said, that wasn't all the reason, but she was like, I definitely can't be with a Trump supporter. Girl, I would just want to know, like, why are we all together in the first, like, why, like, and these are the, these are the type of conversations that y'all need to have with folks in the beginning. Like, who did, like, I know for me, who did you vote? I thought I didn't have to have these conversations with Black men, but now I'm seeing that I do, but usually, even when I date interracially, I'm not going to date for somebody that votes against my interests. 
that's right. they want to be with me. That's for me, it's no, oh, he really loves me, or he like you can't love me if you vote against my very interests. Like that, that's particularly fed- when the interests that we're talking about, they're on like financial interests. No. no, no, we're talking about gen you're talking about my well-being, the right. laws that make it okay for me to live safe in the land. If you can't support me in the polls when it comes down to my life and the foundational values that make my life possible, then you not you can't be with me. You can't be. There is no exception to that, and I think that should be for across the board. You you shouldn't have people in your life and white women. Y'all need to hear that. I don't know what it is that makes you so tethered to white men so strongly. Maybe you think because they're that that your security is directly tied to theirs, and I think that's part of it is that there's a selfishness there. But I don't understand how you can continue to vote for a man so strongly that does not want to see your reproductive rights, that does not care about you. The grab them by the pussy president consistently gets white men, white women, and that is gagging to me. Right. Like, stop, girl. It's just... It's just have these have these conversations with your your partner in the beginning so you're not surprised but what's you, interesting is they say that the president gained ground even if it was just one or two percentage points in every single category but white men and then white men he lost by he lost five percentage points so he gained a little in each category interestingly enough so I I just want to say as a country, he ran a very effective campaign to a, to, a, to a few misguided folks. By and large, we corrected ourselves, but those small few percentage points of folk that lost their way, y'all got to do better. I'm going to need y'all to swing back. I wonder if the white, I wonder if the he, if he lost, the, he went down on white men is due on fact that more younger white men voted in this election and they overwhelmingly voted more liberal. I agree. I think that's exactly it, sis. I think you hit the nail right on the head. Right. And also for you trans, for you young trans girls, please talk to these little boys that are talking about they want a relationship and stuff with you. See where they head at. Just because they just because they like to play with the girls don't mean they are invested in our liberation. Because I've heard some guys I've talked to say some of the dumbest shit in the past couple of days, and it's given it's a child. Exactly. You're you, you either voting for Trump or you just not voting at all with these whole type theory. And then not voting in a state where you could do same day voter registration when you vote. And you've been unemployed for almost two years. Oh, you're reading him specifically, bitch. I am. And I think he listens to the show. You should you should you should feel bad. You had no, you had you had and you're not a convicted felon. You're co- you're college educated, just like the the thing said. You you got these young college educated black men being dumb because they want power, and then telling me, oh, I I don't experience privilege. I don't have privilege. The fact that you feel like you don't have to vote is privilege yeah that it's okay for you to vote and whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen oh yeah and the white the black men that say it ain't gonna affect me okay right. you, don't think, you don't think you have privilege and you live in south side chicago nigga mm. <laughs> over police south side chicago okay <laughs> like girl these like these like what is like what are y'all afraid like somebody, a lot of y'all really need to go to therapy and work and work through it. It's okay. It's all right. Like y'all, like 
just because women and femmes are coming up and we're finding ourselves words does not mean we leaving y'all behind. You're only going to get left behind if you're not evolving as well. You can't even, you're, you're not even a contender in a race you're not running. You're not, you're not, you can't win a race you're not winning. You're not contending in. If you don't participate, you can't win. And I think a lot of black men kind of have this, well, I'm just not going to participate because it ain't for me. And it's like, that is exactly what they want you to believe. That's why all of these barriers in place. That's, that's why they're making election laws harder. That's why they're making it, they're doing anything they can to de-incentivize your already waning motivation to do the right thing. They know that you don't want to vote. And so they're playing into that with all of these other barriers. And you know what? Unfortunately, our black men are falling for it because to keep it 100, we are like 13% of the population. But if you want to know very low percentage of black men actually voted. And that's got a lot of different systems of oppression involved to it, including the fact that a lot of men are denied the right to vote, which is why it's even more selfish for the men that did to not almost unanimously vote for themselves. Right. And like, we have, we got to understand that voter suppression comes in many forms. Not only is it um, disenfranchising felons from voting. Not only is it um, having broken down machines or having people wait in line for, for long hours to vote. Not only is it shutting down polling places, but overwhelmingly it's um, Black people feeling like their vote doesn't matter or being apathetic and feeling like they don't need to vote at all. Like, and, and oh, this is the point that I wanted to make. Even though I'm I'm more relieved that it's going Biden's way, I don't think I don't think that Biden was the best choice, right? Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we had to take action. That it was it's never going to be in this binary system. We the reality is we live in a binary political system. Is it what we want? No. Do do I want somebody? Do I want to get behind a cup candidate that represents? everything that I want, everything that I'm looking for that goes all the way. Yes. But unfortunately, we're in a binary system. So what does that mean? We have to choose the lesser of two evils. And you can't tell me that Trump, to the people that voted for Trump or for the people that didn't want to vote. Or for the people that voted for Kanye, who was, a, who was an agent of Trump. Girl. Girl. Like, you can't tell me that J Joe Biden, even with all his flaws, is going to fuck up as much as John Donald Trump has and continue to, will continue to do. Like, you just can't tell me that. Exactly. And this whole, I've, I have a couple of friends on my timeline that are in this whole dismantling the Democratic Party. That's cute. Let's work towards that in the future. Right now, though, that's not fucking helping. Right. Like we like it's it's steps. It's like we have to have a long term strategy and a short term strategy. And if he gets elected, if he gets another four years, there will be no like. Come on, y'all. And just because we get into office, that doesn't mean we're we're in love with him. Like we're going to push back. We're going exactly. to the Democratic Party has flaws. They have they have a lot of things that they need to do better, but it still doesn't mean that we don't we don't need to be in a position to make smart decisions. Mm -hmm. Like we have we have to start thinking smart. We have to start coming together. And then once we do it, 
we can push back. And then if it doesn't work, guess what? We need to start thinking about vote, voting as one tool that is a cyclical event. We need to be voting for everything. Do we just go, we need to have historic turnouts every time it's an election. Mm-hmm. But I just can't get behind this. Well, they don't represent everything I wanted and I hope for, so fuck it. Or I'ma just vote for, I'ma vote for the bitch that's not doing shit for me. Exactly. That just makes no sense to me, y'all. So let's let's go to this question. So so this is issues and attitudes is where you really start to get into the dynamic. So when you talk about the five issues that mattered most and how people vote for president, as we know, race inequality was was it, it is the hot button issue. It is the thing. It is the thing that I feel like is on the back of everybody's mind. When when they were talking about the election and what motivated most Americans to vote, everybody was people were voting. They talked about how most Americans were voting in a in a fear. Um, and the fear was both sides. So you had the white people feeling like they're losing America to this far liberal faction and they're trying to write what happened to fourth Obama. They want to erase what he did in history. And for them, this is a very, very, very polarizing thing. And the same thing on the other end, the rest of us, you know, we, we, we don't want to live in a world of oppression anymore. And we're in the middle of another civil rights, social rights movement and race matters. And so 91% is indicative of that. The coronavirus pandemic, I think everybody, the, whether you agreed or disagreed, everybody has a motherfucking opinion. Um, interestingly enough, I do feel like this might have been another place where Trump was able to pick up some minority voters, some poor voters. In the conversation around the pandemic virus, I feel like a lot of people are so worried about their own income and their own ability to make money and the money that they're losing from having their business shut down or from being laid off work. And then you have this government that's also playing that other side of the fence by telling people to open up the economy, even though people that more people are getting sick, which contributes to more and more of the spread. On the flip side, he's not really doing anything to keep people safe or to improve healthcare or to really lighten the load at hospitals or do anything. So everybody's really, really polarized. A lot of Trump supporters don't believe that this is real. Even after him getting sick and all of these people, all of these people in his administration getting ill, there are still deniers and he actively has events where he's allowing particularly rallies, political rallies where he's not requiring that people wear masks. And so that's what you're seeing. It's just a very polarized time and race and the, and the race and the coronavirus are two very important things. Um, economy. Um, I think what you're seeing with race and, and, and coronavirus is most Americans agree that he's not doing a great job. We've all seen his press conferences. We've all seen his fucked up tweets. The economy now is where uh, you have more room for, again, those class issues to start seeping in. So majority of Trump's voters were extremely concerned about the economy. They were more concerned about them being able to get back to capitalism as usual, them being able to get their money as, as, as usual. And for a lot of poor folks, he made them foolishly believe that the only way they're going to come out of poverty is by dying from coronavirus because they, they can't keep working. And they don't realize because they have to keep working. And what he doesn't realize, what they don't realize is he's also blocked your way to get any type of um, 
any funds right now. So now your Christmas is shitty because of him. He's also made it made it possible for um, the economy to really fall because of his ineptitude and his failure to react to coronavirus, leading to m- multiple months of business closures. When if he shut everything down, this could have this could have been better. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of American lives, and all of that affects the economy. But his voters, it seems like they're very very concerned about getting back to business as usual. And then um, healthcare. Um, Again, his people, they are so actively, when I say his, I'm referring to Donald Trump. Trump's base is very, very committed to dismantling all the vestiges of Obamacare and restoring cost effect, cost expensively, expensive, unaffordable insurance that benefits the companies more so than it does the individual. And I don't know what that's about because majority of Americans right now do not have the Medicaid, the, the, excuse me, the um, insurance that they need to be able to meet any of these coronavirus needs, their own personal needs, much less coronavirus needs. And so I don't understand why so many of his base is so anti um, healthcare. But shout out to the majority of Americans for realizing that healthcare is a very, very important issue. And when divided around party lines, 63% of Americans felt like healthcare policies were important and that Biden was the one that had the better plan. So we have race, coronavirus and healthcare are all issues that Biden did well in. And then we have the economy and crime and safety. I skipped that because we know that's just racism. But the economy- Trump voters um, overwhelmingly um, voted for him because of crime and safety, but they didn't give a fuck about racial inequality. So like who, who... Who's safety? Because it's clearly not Black people's safety. Well, that's a great point that you point out. Eight, o- only 8% of his people gave a fuck about race equality. As far as when we're talking about that they named, like why they went out to vote. Most of his people did not care about making sure that races were equal. Most, But they were more concerned about their money and their personal safety. And when we talk about personal safety and crime, we're talking about minorities. Let's not play the game. That's how it works in this country. The way to the way the prison industrial complex is set up, the prison, the school to prison pipeline, all of those things are designed to, to, to trap people of color into this in servitude for whatever periods of time in their life. And this is also the candidate that does not support any of these social movements. So particularly when we're in a period of time where we're talking about social movements and talking about social unrest, that safety they're talking about is us versus them. Huh. So, first of all, I want to give a shout out to all of the um, cities, the blue cities. Because yeah, shout out to the blue cities. Because at the end of the day, these blue cities that have majority black populations, like the Detroits, like the Milwaukee's, like the Chicago's, like the Washington D.C.'s, the Baltimore's, the Atlanta's, the um the even even in the states that were red, like the the Dallases and the Houstons and the San Antonios, and like no shade, black people, we are always coming through for the Democratic Party. True. We are we consistently come through for the Democratic Party. So stop playing in our face and give us our things, and work with black work with black media. I just want to say really fast, 
Come on, Georgia. So Georgia right now is sitting at a dead tie. Um, I'm looking at the Associated Press and the numbers that they're reporting are saying that the, uh, Georgia has went from a, a percentage, couple of percentage points difference with Biden being at 48 and Trump being at like 50, 51. to now it's almost a freaking dead freaking tie. Like it's 49 to 49.8. And so I just want to point out this is going to be a historical moment because I feel like Miss Georgia is going to turn it because they are only count the votes that they are counting, honey, are the ones that are not going for him because they're counting the absentee and the early voting ballots, bitch. And so we, I am just so excited to see. So um, thank you, Brianna. So in Fulton County, Joe Biden has won 72.3% of the vote and Donald Trump is at 26 um 20 26.6% of the vote and that's with only 344,000 votes or roughly 300 some odd thousand votes counted. I want y'all to know y'all, I want y'all to know like this is an exciting moment. This is an exciting moment in history. Um DeKalb, let's go to DeKalb, honey. This is my county. So shout out to DeKalb. Um DeKalb with I believe that is 89.8% reporting. 83% of DeKalb County, which is 300,000 votes, went for Joe Biden. I'm not reading anyone else's, so shout out to DeKalb County for 83% of the vote. We did our part. That is one of the, one of the um, higher income black counties in Georgia, and we make a lot of shit pop off. If you notice, if you look on this map, and this tells you how how or how or excuse me this tells you how polarized georgia even is every county that is blue is a black county Ooh, muskogee county do you have you know someone in muskogee that's that's the county um columbus is in oh so every county that is black <laughs> <laughs> is blue and again georgia has got to face the fact that it is no longer just a white place <laughs> that while we're not as spread out around the state, black people are come black minorities of all kinds, people from all over parts of the world and, and country with different ideologies and viewpoints who no longer want to operate in that Dixiecrat Southern mentality. It is affecting the cultural climate of Georgia and a new day is coming. So shout out to Georgia. I wanted to just add that, that even this far in with 96% reporting, or should I, yeah, 98% reporting that it is dead tie, 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 tie. You cannot call this election right now for us. Um, the same thing going in um, North Carolina. In my county, um, in Virginia, 69, well, 70% of people voted for Joe Biden. Mm hmm. And um, Pennsylvania, just so Pennsylvania is also a really tightly contested race with 48% for Biden, 50% for Trump, but they only have 87 cent reporting. So we know that that's going to get, that's going to be, they got a while to go before that can be decided because Pennsylvania in particular is already committed to being slow as fuck about their process. So, well, I'm that we get to the 270, so whatever Pennsylvania do, they can just do it. Yeah, just do what you want to do. It don't even matter. But, but just in general, like looking through the 50 states, it is gagging to see that in every fucking state, 
it is usually the, the margin of error in these types of polls are like between like 3% margin of error. And just to look at every state really is, is in the margin of error to the point where if somebody wanted to be petty either side, they could contest in either all in a lot of these states. We could, you know, it could have been a runoff because that's how tight it is. I think people are just going to, I think in general, people aren't going to worry about the other states, but it's not, it's not been a blowout in no place. Yeah, I really thought it was, I was really playing, praying for like a blowout, at least with, um, you know, Ohio was always shaky, at least with, I was really hopeful that Texas was going to flip blue, but the, the. the, Well, see, I was expecting, to be honest, until I, I was expecting a blow, until the election started and I saw, well, right before the election, when I realized that Texas was trying to go blue, I really thought that Texas was going to be a blowout for Trump. So to see it actually battle the way it did was a gag for me. And I guess what I want to say is like the Northerners, can y'all like, what we are not going to do is read the girls in the South. I think for people that are from the North that have no ties to the South, um, black people, like black people, the South is not like the North where like you only see black people in a city metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And, and then once you leave that area, it's nothing but white people. Like in the South, literally black people are everywhere, not just in the major cities, but in the little towns on the way to the major cities. Like mm-hmm. that's just one thing about, and you know, it's unfortunate that because it's the Bible Belt and just the deep institutions of the Bible Belt and the evangelicals that Black people are really never able to get their just due on this type of platform just because of how the systems are stacked against us as Black people. But to be reading these states, that I, I know it's the key. We want to talk about, oh, we need to get rid of um, Florida and all of that. But we can't forget, it's a lot of Black people in the, Southern, in the Deep South period. And, and let's be transparent. Where did your mama come from? Where did your grandmama come from? Where did your great-grandmama come from? Like, let's not forget that the South is a part of of the south is a part of the original 13 colonies and a lot of the systemic oppression that everyone facing the country was rooted there so you got to know where it was born is where it's going to be the strongest and if you know your history a lot of y'all had to move away from the south to actually get opportunity and to get land and to be able to expand whereas land ownership in the south is still most of the southern land is still primarily held by white people even though there are a lot of black people that live in the South, we're not homeowners. We're not landowners. And that affects when you, particularly when you're talking about election, particularly when you're talking about infrastructure and allocation of taxes. That's why you see so many black people in the South not doing as well as you see, or not being as prominent, I will say, in the elections and in government as you see in other places. Because the uh, white supremacy is still alive and well down here, but that doesn't mean that we're not actively trying. It doesn't mean that we're act not actively trying to make a change. It doesn't mean that black people aren't changing. As we can see by Georgia, we are starting to gain power. We are starting to concentrate in areas that allow the states to swing, but 
we got to get a more educated populace. We have to get better infrastructure. We have to have more black people in positions of power to change some of these oppressive voting laws so that we can start seeing a greater impact on voting in the South. Because let's not forget the people that are really fighting the hardest against and chipping away at the Voting Rights Act and its liberties are the people in the South. And a lot of the most strictest voting policies are down here. So don't be so hard on us as a people and, and, and when, when so many of your black families are in the South and we love it here and we don't wanna leave where we're from because it would not serve us to abandon the land and give it to them because then they would have everywhere in the South. What we're actually doing by building infrastructure, by building families down here, by moving down here is we're changing the states. And which is why North Carolina and Georgia are the Car one of the Carolinas and fucking Georgia might go blue this election. It's because of the investment from minorities, from liberal folk moving down to the South to try to make a change here and investing in infrastructure, investing in the government, getting involved instead of judging us. Right. And we have to, we have to give our hats off to all of the, the radical Black people that are planted in the South that are doing yes revolutionary work to try to change the tide yes so yeah we yeah we can't shit on the south there's too many of our people that are in the south that we have to support and we have to uplift through the racism and uh hopefully one day it'll be a day where we have more black senators uh winning in these races and it's not this there's not they'll be able to win and they'll be able to represent that's what i'm hoping same same so so i feel like we've done an episode we have done an episode girl as of right so now, as of right now the the jury is still out so hopefully by the time this episode comes out biden will be president kamala will be vice president oh my gosh i'm excited for that world um, I want to just say right now to our listeners, this has been an episode of Box Number 512 that is unlike our usual episodes in which we have um, pre-discussed topics related to current events or things that we're interested in, and we're coming at you with this packaged content. Today, you got some of the raw footage of us reacting in the moment to the things that are happening in our world regarding this election. I know that people are paused with bated breath around the world right now and that people are concerned and that people are praying for us We and people are lifting us up. We actually lift you up um, as well. We know that there are things going on other places. Shout out to Nigeria. Um, you know, I hope that your battle with SARS and a lot of the other things that are going on there is, is rectified soon. I, I think that I do want to point out that it's important that we have as a country, as Americans going forward, just as much of a global point of view as we do a local point of view, because I think if we look at who we are in relation to the world, we would do, we would do a lot better. We would show up a lot healthier in, in the world space. And so for our listeners, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for all of your support and all of your patronage thus far. We are rounding out our um, first season of Box Number 512 podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. 
we do have some couple events coming up in the future that we would love for you guys to stay tuned for. We are doing a special Trans Remembrance episode later towards the end of the month on Trans Remembrance Day, which is November 20th. So you guys stay tuned for that episode. This is where we honor our fallen and really, really get to talk about some of the issues that are affecting Black trans people. Um, this has been another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Please feel free to go and subscribe to all of our social media platforms. Like, follow, subscribe, click the bell, all that jazz. And also feel free to donate on anchorfm.com. This has been Box Number 512 Podcast. I'm the Lioness. And I'm Aeon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Don't forget to go to our Anchor page to become a monthly sponsor. And also feel free to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. And also, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast, Every Comment Matters. And lastly, please, please, please follow and tune in for our live interactive Facebook show every Friday on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time. I'm the lioness. And I'm Aeon. Bye.